Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. We have seen in our last few studies that Jesus, who made all things, and to whom are all things, that Jesus became flesh and blood in order to suffer and to bring to completion all of God's purpose and plan. Today on Drawing Near, we see more of the purpose in His coming and its impact. So let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 2 and study Jesus Aids the Tempted. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to draw near to you, to join with hearts and minds as we seek to study your word. And Father, I pray that as your word goes out, that it will encourage and strengthen, guide, and help us, Father, to walk more faithfully before you and to worship you and give thanks to you more fully. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin by reading Hebrews chapter 2, verses 16 through 18. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. As we conclude chapter 2 of Hebrews, we are told that Jesus gives aid. That's an interesting word, isn't it? He helps. He gives aid to those who need it. The first thing we're told in verse 16 is he doesn't give aid to angels. We are different than angels. We are flesh and blood, and as flesh and blood, we are different than the angels. There is no redemption for fallen angels. When an angel sinned, when they rebelled against God, that was it. They were condemned. They were cast out and condemned and ultimately will be thrown into the bottomless pit. But we are different. As humanity, we can be redeemed. We can receive aid. Angels cannot, but we can. And so we're told in verse 16, For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Now who's the seed of Abraham? Well, the most obvious answer is physically Israel. The Israelites are the physical descendants of Abraham. God made a covenant with Abraham. In that covenant, Abraham was circumcised, and all of his descendants were to be circumcised as a mark, as a seal of being under the covenant promise of God. But we're told in the New Testament that not all those who are physical descendants of Abraham are of Abraham. And that circumcision that God desires is not a circumcision in the flesh, but a circumcision in the heart. What happened in the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of the perfect that was to come in the New Testament. And so those who are the true seed of Abraham, seed of promise according to Galatians, those who are circumcised in the heart are all those who put faith in God, trusting in Jesus Christ for our forgiveness of sin and salvation. Those are the true seed of Abraham. You can see that in Galatians. You can see that in Romans. So we're told he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. 
And then it says in verse 17, therefore, based on what we were just reading, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. The angels aren't his brethren. Who are his brethren? We, the seed of Abraham, the true follower of Jesus Christ. Now, we weren't the true follower of Jesus Christ before he came, obviously, but that's the reference to the word brethren here. Those who are God's people, Jesus's brethren. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. He had to come in flesh, be flesh and blood. He had to be able to be hungry and thirsty. He had to be able to bleed, be tempted by sin. He had to be tired. All of these things. We're told Jesus was a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. He had to be made like his brethren. Why? That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. The idea of high priest for most of us is unfamiliar. We're not Jewish. We're Gentile believers. But the high priest was the one in charge overseeing and making sacrifices for the people's sins. As they brought their sin offering, the high priest made sure he ensured that it was an acceptable offering and that everything that God had commanded was done appropriately. Jesus came and became like us, his brethren, so that he might be a merciful high priest and a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God. Jesus is to make sure that our sins are atoned for, that the sacrifice is acceptable. Now that's interesting because our high priest is also the lamb that is sacrificed, and we'll see that later on in Hebrews. He does this to make propitiation for the sins of the people, according to the last part of verse 17. The idea of propitiation is the idea that he provides that sacrifice on the altar of God for the sins of the people. Jesus is a merciful high priest, a faithful high priest in all things, and he himself makes propitiation for the sins of the people. How? by giving himself a perfect and spotless sacrifice, by giving himself one who has never sinned. Look at verse 18. For in that he himself has suffered. Jesus is the high priest who he himself suffered. How did he suffer? Being tempted. Now think about that for a second. Jesus is God. Jesus is man. Jesus as God cannot sin. But Jesus as man can. Now that's a very heated subject. But Jesus had to be born of a virgin so that he could have human nature in himself. He was not born of man, but born of the seed of the woman. According to Genesis, according to the Gospels, he had to be born of a virgin so that he had God as his father, Mary as his mother. Through Mary, he could be tempted to sin. But through God, he had the ability that none of us possess to refuse to sin. I've never had that opportunity. I was born into sin because I have a human father who is a sinner and a human mother who is a sinner. Jesus did not have that. So he was tempted to sin, but yet without sin. And so we're told he suffered being tempted. Being tempted for Jesus Christ was suffering. We're told in James that God cannot be tempted with sin, nor does he tempt anyone else. But Jesus, as God incarnate, God in the flesh, was made like his brethren, and he could be tempted, 
and this caused him pain. He was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. But because he suffered being tempted, we're told this at the end of verse 18. He is able to aid those who are tempted. Who are those who are tempted? The seed of Abraham, the ones he gives aid to in verse 16. Because he suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Jesus has shared in our temptation. Now, he's not shared in our sin, but he has shared in our temptation. On the cross, he bore our sin and our shame and our guilt. Can you comprehend, I can't, what Jesus really did for our salvation? As God, he did not consider equality with God something to be clung to, but he left heaven, was born of a virgin, and humbled himself, becoming obedient, obedient unto death. He was found in form and fashion as a man. He did this to be a faithful high priest, the perfect atoning sacrifice, making propitiation for our sins. He suffered being tempted so that he could give us aid. He could help us who are tempted. He was made a little lower than the angels whom he created. He came into the world that he created. John tells us that he came unto his own and his own received him not. We need to trust Jesus. We need to trust in Jesus. We need to seek forgiveness of our sin, repent, and follow him by faith. That's what we're called to do. And I trust, I pray, each one of us has done that. Father in heaven, thank you for these words. Thank you for these first two chapters in Hebrews that gives us so much information on the person of Jesus Christ and what his work is, what he came to do. Help us, Father, to be thankful, to glorify you and your Son and your Spirit for this great work of salvation. Help us to rejoice in our salvation. And Father, help us to spread the good news that salvation can be had by those who trust in Jesus Christ. Thank you for your plan, and thank you for Jesus Christ, who executes it perfectly and will continue to do so. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.